The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas. Join us on the Luxury Lifestyle Blueprint Podcast as we delve into the world of living a luxurious lifestyle as a successful entrepreneur. Our discussions will cover essential topics such as the significance of networking in business, relationship building, leadership, spirituality, luxury travel, empowerment, healthy living, and personal development. We will also talk about how you can leverage your attractive lifestyle and heal and reinvent your life by managing other factors such as mental health, stress, time, and much more. The Luxury Lifestyle Blueprint Podcast, hosted by B. Baylor, Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Hey, you guys. You guys are tuned in to the Luxury Lifestyle Blueprint with your host, B. Baylor, and that's me. This is a podcast where we dive into the finer things in life, but mm-mm, today, we're taking a slight detour from the usual topic. Uh, We're going to explore this fascinating intersection of two seemingly desperate words, love language, languages, and comedy. Yes, you heard that right. We're going to embark on a journey that promises laughter, learning, and perhaps even a little bit of love. And who better to guide us on this journey is the my special guest, the most amazing woman that you will ever know is Anastasia Bolden, known professionally as Anastasia DeBow. Listen, guys, I'm thrilled to have you join us on this exciting journey. And you can listen in on Apple iTunes, Spotify. Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Pandora, iHeart. You know what? I think we're even live. And if you 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 have the, the nerve to call in, you can call in at 166-472-5788. Yes, let me repeat that. 478-66-472-5788. And listen. We are incredibly excited to have Anastasia the Bowl on this show. I don't know what happened in the back room or the kitchen or whatever, but listen, Anastasia is here. She made it. <laughs> and we we want you to sit back, relax, maybe even pour yourself a glass of your favorite beverages uh, mm-hmm. as we dive into this amazing conversation. I may need to pour myself a glass of something. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Anastasia. She's known professionally as Anastasia the Bow and is a dynamic, influential public figure in the world of comedy and empowerment. With a unique blend of humor and inspiration, she has carved out a niche for herself as a comedic uh, empowerment specialist. Never heard of that. And I guess that's what's that involved with less laughter and healing and all the tools. She has performed alongside the comedy legends such as Broadman and Michael Collier, Laura Hayes, Red Grant, Mike Epps, um, Doug Hope. My goodness, Anastasia. She has also had the honor of speaking alongside the personalities like Cicely Tyson, uh, Vanessa Williams, Shirley Murdoch. And if you want to know more, because this is like a long bio of all the great things that she's done. So uh, if you want to know more, you can also go to my website. Welcome to the show, Anastasia. You guys give her some love. Give her some love. Welcome, Anastasia. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. B. If I tell you, I have been waiting with anticipation and excitement like a kid before Christmas. <laughs> I'm like, I get to open up my Ms. B gift. And I am so happy. I'm so happy to be here, Ms. B. And I just Listen, thank you. Listen, girlfriend. Listen. 
when I wake up and read your text in the morning and that's the first thing I read and you're like my butterfly bee. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone's ever called me that. Is that a love language too? <laughs> yes, it is. It, it's actually acknowledged. It's, it's a, a love language of uh, affirmation and a love language of acknowledgement and a love language of speaking life into our people because, uh, a lot of times we go throughout our days and we just take ourselves for granted that nobody sees the evolution. And the reason that I call you a butterfly is because <laughs> you, where you started and where you're at are two different things. And so sometimes as a caterpillar, you have to crawl. But I thank God I got you as the butterfly where you are already flying and you taking me to spread my wings with you. So I am so grateful for my butterfly, Miss B. Baylor. <laughs> I got you, sis. I got you. Anastasia, you said, this is what you said, that luxury to you means financial independence, uh, to come and go as you please. You also said that you want to help those in need without reservation. Girl, your heart is big. And, and I'm in the senior era, and that's exactly what I want to do. Go and do what I want to do on my terms when I please. I, I mean, yes, I love Louis Vuittons and Teslas and Mercedes Benz, but my life has taken a turn to get an understanding of I would rather have luxury and peace and harmony and find love and all those great things that you do. I love that you said that. And Anastasia, tell us about your journey and how did you get started in your career? Because we want to get to these love languages, ASAP. Well, I'm going to I'm going to answer your question first. How did I get to stand up comedy um, through different trials in life? Uh, I've been in trouble with the system. Uh, I've had my share of problems in my background. But uh, I thank God for everything that I went through because it got me here and I wouldn't change anything about my past. But the reason I got into comedy, I've always been funny, even as a child, uh, whenever we would get in trouble. Uh, I was the jester in the in the class. I was the jester in the room. You know, I come from the I come from the era of when one get a whooping, everybody get a whooping. So it's like our mama laying all five of us across the bed, and everybody get she got the bed stretched out all the way, and she uh, took the book took the thing off so she can extend it enough to hit it all five of us. <gasps> and so I came from that era, and so with that mm. type of upbringing, it taught me to care about other people and to uh also always be considerate of others. And so the reason that I got into comedy was because um, when I got into some trouble, my life took a turn and I wasn't able to go back to the things that I had uh, been doing for a season. I wasn't able to go back um, for a season. I wasn't able to go back to the things I had been doing. And so I had to learn to use what God had given me naturally. And I had always been funny. And to what I was saying about us getting in trouble, whenever we would get a whooping and my mama would whoop everybody, I'd be the first one to jump up when she leave and start doing something goofy, dancing, <laughs> jumping around, being goofy to make to make my brothers and sister them not not cry or to like to don't cry, them. don't cry. Like, and so that was wow. that was my personality. And so when I got older and I got in trouble, God just ignited my spirit to go back to the thing you love. And laughter is my love language. Uh, it doesn't matter what the situation, whether it's a funeral, a major loss or whatever. I know how to take it and put laughter with it. And that's why that's how my ministry developed uh, Pimp ministries pushed into my purpose ministries. Uh, as a comedic empowerment specialist, I am the only person with that name. And uh, I'm also the only person who operates in ministry, which is ministry by way of comedy. A lot of times when we go to um, and, and Miss B, please uh, uh, tell me because I'm, I'm so excited to be on your show. I just be rambling for, for a little while. So if you, if Ramble, you just baby. Ramble, yes. I know the, I know I'm going to listen. <laughs> yes, you're good. You're good. You're good. Luck. But, uh, but I um I um I started using comedy to heal people and I could always find a way to make people laugh at their problems. And one of the main things that I went through as a young adult um was uh, molestation and sexual abuse and things of those natures. And people were like, How do you make comedy out of that? Like, uh, I don't find nothing funny. 
I said, because you don't have the same spirit that I have. God didn't give you the same gift of healing that I have. And so when we limit ourselves based on our beliefs or what we've been taught, we kind of also limit ourselves on the healing process because we don't know what God can use to heal us. And so I remember the first time I got on stage, I was at J. Anthony Brown Comedy Club in California. And I'm not going to cry. <laughs> I am not going to cry. I told but, you don't do that because I'm going to cry. Okay. This. So, uh, it was the first time I had told my story um, about being molested on stage. And the way that I set it up was uh, it, it to everyone. It's not funny, but you got to walk your own walk and own your own thing. And so um I do not mean to offend anyone. This is my personal healing story, and this is how God got me through. And so I just want to respect everybody's emotions and feelings and what you've been through because we all walk different walks and we all heal differently. But my healing was through laughter. And um, what I did was I got up and I told my story and I talked about how um, when people do certain things to you, your body never forgets. Even though you might forget what happened, when a person touches you, it'll send an energy through your body or you'll be like, oh, I don't remember you, but something about you, my body remembers because of, I, I, my body responds. And that even is in the same thing with people who've done you wrong, molesters or people who've abused you or whatever. Whenever you see those people, there's an emotional reaction within the body. And so um, I talked about the different ways I was molested. And I talked about how you go to the family reunion and everybody's uh, acting like this person is not who they are and nobody's mm -hmm. outing them. And so I would be the person at the family reunion talking about, oh, baby, ain't no candy in his pocket. Don't reach in his pocket. He's been doing mm -hmm. that same thing to us for 20 years. He did it to granny them and ain't in them and all of them and snitching. And I would also, uh, I would just talk about all the things that nobody wanted to talk about. Like, um, just saying the truth and our, in our culture, we have been taught not to speak out, to keep it a secret, to, uh, sweep it under the rug. Um, and I, I just got tired of keeping it a secret. I got tired of sweeping it under the rug. And I said, I'm going to find a way to share my trauma without the pain of it, but learning how to heal from it. And so I just started telling people, and I remember if you, if you're, there is a post on Facebook, I mean, on my YouTube channel where I'm in, I'm in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't think of the name of the club I'm at, but it was the first time I learned how to captivate an audience. And what that means is, is you say something so shocking that the people don't laugh. They're just like, like they, oh, they right. hold a breath. They can't believe you said it. And then you give them yes. permission to laugh. And when I gave them permission, the uproar in that room just set my mm. spirit on fire. And what it did was it acknowledged my pain. And I remember a good friend of mine, his name is Sid Man. I had did another comedy show and I told him, I'm going to do my joke about molestation. And he's like, sis, that ain't funny. Don't do that. Don't do that. And when I got up there and I did the joke about molestation, the whole room was laughing. And he later came back to me. He said, sis, I was sitting behind you and I was looking at the room. And he was like, he said, it was so many women laughing and he said I could see in their faces that they were dealing with their pain but they, the laughter overwhelmed their pain and so I said I told him I said I know I said because I'm them women I said I'm them women's voices I'm those women's pain I'm them women's story and a lot of us don't have the strength or the boldness to say what we've been through and so I just thank God for my journey and um everything that I've been through um from incest, my father, you know, that type of stuff, and just different people in my life that have done sexual abuse, which causes you to think that that's the most important aspect of you. You'll grow up thinking because these things happen, that must be the most important part of my body. So you'll start abusing the very thing that the people used against you. But when you come into knowing and realize that whatever you've been through, is meant for you to go through, for you to become who God needs you to become so you can help who you need to help. A lot of times we get mad about life and life circumstances and the different things we go through in life because it's uncomfortable. We don't like it. But if you think about a seed, any kind of seed, any kind of plant, any kind of seed, everything starts in the ground for it to grow. And in order to grow, you got to come through the dirt. You got to get dirty. You see a rose, but that rose came through the dirt. You see a tulip, 
that tulip came through the dirt. You see ivories, you see oak trees, you see the foundations of buildings, all of that is built up on the dirt. And so that lets you know that the things that you go through at your lowest level can take you to your highest points. And so I, I learned to embrace every part of me, to take the gifts that God gave me and to use my pain to push me into my purpose. And that's how my ministry became. And that's what pushed me to start learning different love languages, because I had to understand that everybody didn't love the same. And this is not a happy thing to say. This is not uh, this is not my personal um, truth. But it is something that I've come to know since I've been uh, doing the research that I've been doing and getting to know more people. Um, some people cause pain to other people because of the pain that they've been through that nobody ever healed. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we'll be upset with our uh, uh, with the perpetrator. And we'll be wanting this, like, I, I want apology. And I want them to own up to what they said. And I want them to acknowledge what they did to me. But if every person that hurt us came to us and told us their reason, their reason still wouldn't be good enough. That is very true, Anastasia. Do you feel, Anastasia, that do, are you healed? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And how you know you can heal is when you can help somebody else, when you can tell your story and you can be carefree and footloose and fancy free and you're not worried about the the the, the repercussions or the uh, uh, the back, sna the snapbacks from people. And I walk in mine. Uh, I talk about my inset. I talk about my father molesting me. I talk about my uncles molesting me. I talk about the multiple relationships that my mama had and let certain people into our house that did stuff to us. I even talk about, um, I remember the crack era and all of us came home asking my mama about uh, what Mr. McGruff done told us at the school about crack. Are we seeing the crack stuff at the little McGruff thing? So we went, I go home and I'm telling my mama like, mama, I seen that thing you be using. Mr. McGruff had one of them and um, RIP to my mama. But her way of teaching us not to do crack was for her and her best friend to line us up and have everybody to hit the pipe. Now, <laughs> for me, that's a bit extreme. Uh, I would have been worried about my baby becoming a crackhead. And in life, uh, it was me. It was me and my siblings. And then it was her best friend and her and her children. And they had all of us lined up in this line. And I'll never forget. It was a it was a ring of crackheads. We stayed in South Dallas and it was like 12 grown up adults in a circle having like nine or 10 kids to hit this pipe. And uh, I just thank God that the only thing that came out of it for me, I was like, this don't have no taste. But the people in the circle, and mind you, these are all adults. They were like, oh, she making it cloudy. She making it cloudy. I didn't know what cloudy was, but they got excited. They took the stuff from me and I never had an addiction. I ne That never came to me. But my other siblings eventually maybe tried cocaine or tried crack down the road. And even my friends of my mama, best friends, some of them ended up getting addicted later in life. But that wasn't for, God didn't choose that walk for me, my walk mm -hmm. was the walk of molestation. My other friend, she's now a minister who ended up getting into the crack life. Uh, she's now a minister. My brother ended up becoming a rapper. Uh, my baby sister is deceased now. Uh, but I, I just thank God for everything I've been through. And those are the different things on how you learn love language. There's even a toxic love language where people will think they're showing you love because they've never been showed proper love. And they have to undo what they've been taught in order to learn properly. Okay. And we're going to get into that because I, yeah. I really do want to really dive into that. And yes, um, guys, you're watching the Luxury Lifestyle Blueprint with Anastasia DeBow. And she is here to tell the truth. Uh, so many women have gone through so much pain, Anastasia that the pain is masked and it sits around the heart. And there are many, many women who have never told their truth. And I just really, really appreciate you, you know, telling your truth, guys. So if you guys are on the show or on Facebook Live, share in, go ahead and uh, call in if you have any questions for Anastasia. I also, Anastasia, want to um, ask, um, 
when you're on stage, how do you show up and be your true, authentic self? I don't practice before I go on stage. Oh, my goodness. I don't write anything. I go up there and let God have his way. And Mm -hmm. that's pretty much how I developed ministry because people would be like, do you write? Do you do you write anything that you say? I'm like, no. I said, because when I was in my beginnings, I would try to write something. And every time I would get on stage, I never said what I wrote. And so that taught me that my gift was God gifted. It was not something that I could write a script for. It was innately inside of me. And so I can just get on stage. I can do I can go on stage for two hours and nonstop with nonstop laughter. And the gift that God has given me is I can do stand up comedy. And in the middle of my set, God will come in and have me to minister to somebody about whatever thing it is. Um, I did a, 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 I did a husband and wife retreat for a church. And it was so funny. I was doing the whole set and it was, everybody was laughing and laughing and laughing. And then God said, go take, go talk to that woman. And I'm like, I'm doing a set, God. I'm like, you're going to get me put out of church. And he's like, go talk to that woman. And so there was a woman there who was a bad actor. Her husband wouldn't, her husband wouldn't say anything to her because he was worried that, uh, amen, uh, that he was worried that she would, uh, like, get him some backlash. And people in the church wouldn't even deal with her, wouldn't even say anything. And it was so funny because when I started calling her out, I said, you a bad actor. I said, and God said, it's time for you to put your childish ways away and to uh, walk in womanhood. And he said, all that jumping all over your granny's uh, casket and acting foolish is no longer going to be acceptable. Everybody at the table was like, and they was waiting on her to have a recourse, like to say something back and snap back, but she couldn't. Because when the truth hits you, it hits your heart. That it, it does, it leaves you speechless. Her husband did a 360 and turned around from the table and kind of like tried to put his head down. Like, I don't know where this is going to go, what's going to happen. And I just said everything in love. And she knew that it was the spirit of God speaking through me because I had nothing. I knew nothing about her. And everybody was like, oh, my God, like, does she know you? Like, like, yeah, yeah, like Anastasia, that's the fighter in the church. And I was just like, I walk in God. I ain't worried about the fight in the church. I got the fighter in me and he going to win all the battles. So, you know, <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, Anastasia, will you, okay, I, I, I want you because we want to get, go deeper. And um, I, I want to go to commercial because I don't want to bring this topic up right now. And I okay. want you to give us some examples when we come back from commercial. I want you to give us some examples of love languages and okay. I, practical tips. Uh, yeah. I really want to know what this feels like. You know, um, if you've ever been in love and, and there are so many things that you could say to your partner, to your spouse, to your friends that could damage the relationship, right? And yes, that ma'am. is not something that being being in love and saying words that mean something. So, so many people take it personal when you mm-hmm. say something to it to them or it doesn't come out right and you laugh. And that's the last thing you need to do. If you say something and you laugh about it, then it really, really does hurt. And so mm-hmm. when we come back from commercial, I really want you to just take us, crack a joke, We're going to give you the opportunity to do that here in a few minutes and tell us some jokes because you're also going to be on stage in Florida and you're just like worldwide and all over. And I'm so glad you are my friend. Take us to commercial, Vaughn. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Are you ready to elevate your business with B. Baylor Coaching and Marketing? Looking to supercharge your digital strategy? Look no further. B. Baylor Coaching and Marketing offers tailored solutions to help your business soar to new heights. 
choose from our exclusive social media packages. Don't miss out on this incredible opportunity. Contact us today at bbaylor at gmail.com or you can go to the website at bbaylor.net. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The boroughs are New York City. The burbs are everywhere else. Real estate is the ultimate game of risk and reward. It's the biggest investment most people ever make. Fortunes are made over a lifetime and lost in a day. And we're not playing with Monopoly money. How do you stay ahead? Who's buying? Who's selling? And why? What do they know? We want the truth. You need an edge. Burrows and Burbs is your secret weapon to giving you the insider knowledge and strategies you need to succeed in the high-stakes world of real estate. From Palm Beach to Palm Springs, Manhattan to Malibu, we press the experts to expose the pain, find the deals, and occasionally predict the future. That's Burrows and Burbs, 3 o'clock Eastern, noon Pacific, because everyone can make money in real estate. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to the Luxury Lifestyle Blueprint Podcast with host B. Baylor. Have a question for B or her guests? Join us on the show at 866 472 5787. That's 866 472 5787. Now back to the show. All right, guys, and we are definitely live again. You are tuned in to the Luxury Lifestyle Blueprint. This is a podcast. It's a radio show. This is a place and a platform for us, by us. And I love bringing women from all walks of life on a platform to tell their story. Is that correct, Anastasia? Absolutely. <laughs> this is okay. The place. <laughs> this is the place to be, right? Can you just, you know, can I just say I love flowers? I've got flowers sitting in the back of me and they were just given to me because somebody loves me. So can you just give some love (laughs) languages? How do I show up? How do I say thank you in a loving way? Well, I tell you what, you just talked about a love language. When you said you're not buying any uh, gifts or anything, you said you show up and you make memories. That's a love language. (laughs) Uh, One of the funniest things about Christmas that I think is hilarious is that people go out and buy gifts for everybody. They go buy all these gifts. And a lot of people don't even like some of the stuff that they get. (laughs) They just accept it because the person gave it to them. But there are people who just rather you acknowledge them or tell them thank you for what they've done in your life the whole time or just to say, um, just show up. They they don't need the gifts because they don't care about the amount of money you spend. And that's the thing. When you don't know a person's love language, sometimes the thing that you're doing to like make them feel like you're um, uh, acknowledging their energy can sometimes make their energy feel like you don't really truly know them because you didn't know exactly what they needed from you. And what I mean by that, say, for instance, um, your love language is affection, but your your better half's love language is taking care of the bills. So there's constantly a battle with, baby, I want a hug or I want, you know, can you cuddle on me? Can you do this? And the person is moving really fast because how they were raised, there was no cuddling. It was like, take care of business, take care of business, take care of business. And you, on the other hand, may have been raised uh, with a loving dad and loving mother who every morning they acknowledge you with a kiss or a hug or some type of that's a love language, affection. This person's love language is a working mom and a working dad. Your parents' love language was affection, hugging you every day, acknowledging your beauty, um, saying what a wonderful person you are. The way that the snuck person showed was to make sure that the bills were paid. They were constantly saying, 
uh, cut these lights off. I pay these bills or the car. Uh, don't be just running that water. Don't run. Don't be running the water till you getting in it. Uh, don't just be letting my shower run. Those are two different mm. love languages. And oftentimes we get affection uh, mixed up with uh, uh, with giving things or um, buying things. And a lot of people don't think that's important. They would rather have the truth, the, the best of you, which is the inner woman, than to have the outer uh, just fulfillment. And, th and that even goes into uh, sexuality. I'm a cuddling person. I can have a whole cuddling relationship without the other. I, because I, I like the 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 emotion of love, the feeling of love. Uh, a lot of women, um, when they're looking for mates, they look for money. They they look for money. Ooh. Then they get the man That's... with the money, but the man doesn't. The man doesn't have any idea about how to treat them because mm. his money becomes so important in his life. You're just another bill, and Girl. so you feel like I'm not important or like. Okay, I got everything I want. I got the luxury house. I got the luxury car. I got the luxury man, but I don't have luxury love. I have all these things around me, but I'm empty on the inside. And the women are mm -hmm. like, girl, you got the best man. He got this and he got that. But they wonder why your fate, your head always down. You're always depressed. You're always sad. And you're always asking them about their relationship because your relationship has no life. And so we have been subconsciously taught that money is more important than what matters on the inside. And that's not true. Um, when God talks about love, he talks about long suffering, humility, um, uh, uh, being patient, being kind. Three of those, long suffering, patient, and humility mm -hmm. require, just those three <laughs> require yes. a whole lot of work. A lot of people aren't willing to do no long suffering. Long suffering means the race is not given to the swift. It's given to the one who endures until the end. And so mm -hmm. a lot of us are not willing to endure. We don't want to go through nothing in the relationship. We don't want to uh, deal with the kids that ain't theirs. We don't want to deal with your feet. Uh, I ain't used nobody's feet smell <laughs> like that. Your uh, feet. <laughs> look, uh, right. Your Whatever it is that people don't like that they'll throw away the whole man for something that's only 5% of the man. And nobody knows how people aren't being willing to build and go through the long suffering. Everybody wants everything instantaneous. They want love on a remote control. Okay, I need you to be in love with me overnight. I done, we, done, we done did these uh, happenings. We done got something going now. Uh, I need you to be in love with me in the morning. And I need you to right tell me now. what I'm going to do, like right now. Right, There's right no now, problem. right now. <laughs> and that's right not now. right. And so that's not how a seed grows. Yeah. That's not even how a baby grows. Everything takes time. And what you get in the beginning is not what you're going to get at the end. Even with a baby, it starts out as an embryo, something really very small that you can't see. But as it begins to develop and get features, well, you was excited in the beginning because you thought the baby was going to look like you. <laughs> then all of a sudden you figure out the baby don't look like you. It looked like the daddy. Now you mad at the baby because the daddy ain't around no more. But you didn't even do enough investigation and 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 planning into him to keep him around because mm. you gave him everything in one whop. You gave him water, sun, dirt, seed, all in the one cow, whop. The milk. <laughs> Look, the cow, the milk. They didn't, the have milk. No, they didn't have no room to learn how to appreciate you. And mm. that's what that's one of the things uh, that is no longer valued. Long suffering, uh, being committed to do the time that it takes to get to an end. That's what you're looking for. Um, just understanding that everybody love language um, is not going to come overnight. No one, if you really want to truly get to do, get to be with someone and know someone or to be loved by someone, you're going to have to get to know them, understand them and be able to communicate with them. And that's even our children, even with our children, the same thing. A lot of parents, I've seen, I've seen a lot of stuff on TikTok and Instagram. And it's so, some of the stuff is so crazy. There was a woman uh, talking real crazy to her son and dragging him through the school and um, just chastising him in, in front of all his friends and stuff. But she was a woman. And what people don't know that men can holler at a woman and make her cower and you know, make her feel like ashamed, like make her bag down because he's a man. But when a woman raises her voice and goes to speaking, it's a whole nother vibration. 
whole big it's vibration. Another vibration. All it can that. tear you down. The same woman who just lifted you up and made you feel like you was on top of the world can say some words that'll spot and take make your mind spiral out of control and take the dignity of a man out of him. And um and people wonder why is what a woman say more pressing than what a man says. And it's because when a woman says something, there's emotion in it. See, men are actors. They 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 just do whatever needs to be done, they're gonna do it. That's why God gave them brawn and brain so they could take care <laughs> of, protect, and those things. It was our job to take what they had and multiply it. You give a woman a house, she turned into a home. You give a woman a seed, she's gonna make you a baby. You give a woman some some noodles, she's gonna make spaghetti. We knew how to add to and, and provide the increase. And the other things that makes women so valuable is everybody starts out a woman. The first, the chromosome originally starts out in the female composition. That That's where everybody starts. So that in itself makes me believe that the woman is God because I don't think a man would make everybody start out a woman first. And so I ain't going to even start nothing on that. But anyways. Don't go there. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> it's really important for us to know that love language starts when we're raising our children, teaching them how to properly um, uh, how to properly uh, express their emotions. One of the things that um, I've noticed that a lot of uh, African-American women and women in general have a problem with is expressing their emotions. And I'm going to say African-American women more so because we have the I don't care spirit. And what I mean by this is when everything, when whenever things get very volatile or uh, in a position, uh, we get in a, a position where we don't know what to do or something is frustrating us and we can't articulate the words, we say, I don't care. I don't care. Whatever. I don't care. And when we saying I don't care most of the time is when we care the most. But what we're actually saying is the reason that I'm saying I don't care is I'm removing myself from this situation. I'm pulling back my feelings because the pain that you're currently inflicting, I have no words for. Rather than saying I don't care, we should stop, take a breath and say the thing that you are doing is causing me to feel like this which makes me react in this way. Is that what you're looking for? I love it. I love that. And just being, because you don't have to, Anastasia, you don't have to lash out and just be harsh. I think you get more from a man or any individual with just honey and just doing that. And saying the words that I love you uh, and I care for you, but there's the communication part. Talk about and that, that. The communication. Well, let me, let, let's, let's, let's just, let's, let's just first say, talk about the word power before I go to the word communication. And I'm just going to okay. ask you, since it's us talking, what does the word, and, and any of the listeners that's on here, I want you to answer this question, chime in and answer the question on Ms. B's page. What do you feel that power is? What do you feel, I feel power? I feel, Anastasia, that power is showing up in my true, authentic self, mm -hmm. being vulnerable, and saying it, saying the words of what okay. I feel. I feel, I love saying that word. This is what you make me feel or I feel. And that to me is power when you could do that. Some women can't do it. No. There are a lot of women who just will not say what their emotion. I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not telling him anything. I'm just, I'm going to stew on it and then yeah. manifest. And, right? and, that, and what happens is when we're sitting there stewing, nothing's getting better. He doesn't know you're stewing. So you're over there just getting mad by yourself. He has no idea how to fix it because you haven't even told him what's wrong. And so the, the man will keep saying, baby, there's something wrong with you. Nah, ain't nothing wrong with me. But you got the attitude. You got the neck rolling. Uh, you're acting cold toward him. But your study's saying there's nothing wrong. Those are the miscommunications that cause us to separate and put and put uh in, in the minute I cannot say that word but put in the minute in between us whatever <laughs> right. you know that word 
But, um, division, it, division. <laughs> yes, but it puts separation between us. Yeah. And so um, one of the things that I would love for us to learn how to say is, or either to just to do is to say, excuse me, um, right now, I do not have the words for how I'm feeling. Please allow me a moment to get myself together so that I can articulate to you how I'm feeling so that you can understand where we're going with this. And just take a minute and step away to give your mind time to clear. Because when we're angry, we're not able to think. Uh, I was on the phone with my daughter sometime. And I'm going to go back to power. I have not forgot. Uh, I was on the phone with my daughter. Uh, I called my daughter the other week for something. And while we were on the phone, she screamed. And I mean, she gave out one of them mama screams to the whole house with all my, talking to my grandkids. And she just shut my brain down. It just shut my brain down. And I had to get off the phone. I'm like, baby, I'll call you back. She was like, mama, what would you finna say? I said, I can't think of it right now. I couldn't even think of what I was about to say because the screen did a, sent a vibration through me that just discombobulated me for at least five to seven minutes. And when I called her back, I expressed to her, baby, if you screaming at them upset me that way, do you really think it's getting through to my grandkids? And so we have to learn to take ownership of our power. There is no power in screaming. Power is in remaining calm and being able to express yourself clearly and concisely so that when the other person wants to come back, they have to sit there and think about it because there's nowhere to go with the truth. And what power actually is, when you look at the, when you break the word down, po and were, it means uh, one mean, the word uh, po means to uplift. I mean, to ascend, uh, um, poem word. It's the tongue and the ability to change the mind. So one is through the mouth. One of the words, I, I believe poem means with the mouth, to use the mouth to change things. And the <laughs> word is uh, the tongue. So the most powerful thing that we have, the word power comes from your voice. Mm -hmm. That is why God never had to do anything. He spoke everything. and we create our own atmosphere with the things that come out of our mouth. Constantly saying, oh, I can't never, ooh, I ain't gonna never meet nobody. You ain't gonna never meet nobody. Every black man is this. Every black man gonna be that because that is what you're professing. And if you're professing it, that is what your eyes are looking for. If your mouth is saying it, your eyes is looking for it. My goodness. That is so, so true and very, very powerful. So let's let's reverse. Let's talk about let's talk about the man because you've been talking about women in Absolutely. general. Let's talk about the man. How because men normally suppress their feelings, so Absolutely. they can't express their feelings. Yes, ma'am. And what I have found with most men, uh, the a lot of us uh, lack emotional intelligence. Whenever a woman see, and what I mean by emotional intelligence is the ability to articulate yourself in a manner that your emotions don't override what you're trying to express. Say, for instance, you get fired from a job and now it, instead of just saying, OK, uh, can I find can you tell me what what's the reason for my dismissal? Where do we go from here? Whatever, whatever. You got the person who starts screaming in the job, knocking over all the stuff on the desk. Telling the supervisor that they're going to whoop them, they're going to be outside and all that. That's lack of emotional intelligence. All they have told you is that you're no longer needed at their place. That doesn't mean you're not needed somewhere else. Why would you mess up your name and what the people who think good about you, why would you go through all of that for one thing? Sometimes we'll give a lifetime to an incident that was only for a moment. Right. I and love that. Yes, ma'am. And what men, when men um, feel secure in a woman, we have to we have to build that. It's not a it's not a natural it's not a natural thing because most men have been conditioned to believe they're supposed to be the caretaker. They're supposed to be the protector. They're supposed to be the provider. They're supposed to be the fighter. They're supposed, they have a whole list of what they're supposed to be. But on the woman's side, there's not a list of, other than the vagina and the cook and the baby maker. Uh, there's not a lot of list of responsibilities when you go to looking at what the world says is important uh, as a man and a woman. And so what I have found that when a man has a safe space where he has a woman 
a lot of us have been told, well, men have been told, don't cry. I don't want a man that can't cry. I don't want a man that cannot cry. Because a man that cannot cry will fight. He will fight. <laughs> or he will find another way to express his emotion that's usually not something that you want to deal with. And it's about to go down. <laughs> that part. And and for men, when they get a woman that acknowledges their pain and knows how to say, baby, this space is safe. What you say is safe with me. And but it's a two-sided thing. You have to share with a man in order for him to open up to you. If you're not willing to share the things that hurt hurt you, what makes you think he's going to be willing to share the things that hurt him? The other thing that we have to understand is we usually attract our reflection. So if you've been abused, there's an 80% chance that the person you're attracting has been abused. And when we learn how to operate in knowing ourselves, because when you know self, you also know who you're attracting. You'll know how to look for the signs. Men who... um and this is just ba over years of uh, over years of seeing and testing and paying attention and listening and watching men that are handsome so much so that they're very pretty. They might have the like the lot water wave hair. They look a lot like their moms um, when they was a little boy. Uh, they was called a pretty boy or something like that. Well, those type of young men, when women get into secondary relationships, meaning stepfather and other men coming into the household. A lot of those, if if you're not um, if you're not aware, you can invite people into your house that's not in love with you. They're in love with your son that look like you, and people don't acknowledge their own pain. And so, when you don't acknowledge your own pain, you tend to attract people that are dealing with the same demons, but they haven't dealt with theirs either because you haven't dealt with yours. So you're inviting. You're working on you're working on your healing, but you're trying to bring in somebody that has not healed. Mm. And so you're bringing in more unhealing and 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 putting your kids in a uh, position to where they can also be hurt because both of us are unhealed. And I'm so unhealed. I can't see that you're hurting, too, because hurt I'm going people to hurt people. Comfort. Yes, ma'am. And hurting people hurt people. And, and so when you find men that are able to express themselves who know how to hug. Hugging is so, um, hugging is so like minim minimized and people do not understand the power of a hug. A hug <laughs> can make a, a, make a screaming black woman be quiet. Wow. Anastasia. Uh, now I understand that you're going to be on several platforms. Um, tell us about that. Uh, right, uh, right now, I uh, just got through being a cartoon. I'm on the WTM network. They can, uh, it's a cartoon called The School of Wizards. I play the Grand Wizard, which is the highest wizard in the school. Um, that's on Vanna Black TV, Roku, and uh, the WTM network. You can go and shout out to Xavier Woodson, uh, the producer of the show, who uh, gave me my opportunity. I'm a writer on the show, and I'm also one of the voiceovers of the Grand Wizard. But I also wrote um, my particular, um, I guess they call them. Um, Scenes. Uh, yes, yeah, scenes or whatever. <laughs> and then also on uh, December the 23rd, I'll be at DD's in Arlington, um, uh, which is a comedy, which is a uh, event center. They're going to be having a comedy club there. I'm going to be hosting there on December the 23rd. And then my real big thing this month is December the 31st for New Year's Eve. I'll be with Bruh Man in Miami, Florida. Um and that's going to be very exciting because he's like my brother. We worked together in the past. And so as a matter of fact, when I first started doing comedy, my first major show was with Brumman, Shucky Ducky, Mr. and Mr. Hermberg. And I did it at the Majestic downtown. And I wasn't even six months into the game when God blessed me that with that. And so um, I've just really been happy then. Shout out to my daughter, Manifest Your Destiny. I'm on her talk <laughs> show as well. Um, we uh, Her show is every Sunday. And I think she posted on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I'm not real sure about that. She's still getting everything together. <laughs> but shout out to <laughs> Absolutely. I'm her co-host co on Manifest Your Destiny. And at the first of the year, I'm going to start back doing my Seeds Planet uh, talk show um, so that I can start planting more seeds into my people to help us be better communicators and to get Black love back to where Black love is supposed to be and take the money out of it and find the source of love, which is internal, not external. 
all the external comes after you get the internal emotion and, and start to fulfill yourself, then you don't have to ask for nothing. It's it's given unto you because you you're, you're fitting the bill. We don't have to ask for anything. A lot of people say, do you pray a lot? I say, no, I praise a lot. I don't pray a lot. I say, because my daddy said I love it. that. My mom and so, my daddy said, everything is already mine. Mother, father, God already said everything is mine. So I don't have absolutely. any reason. I don't have any reason to ask for anything. I thank it for him in advance. And um, on another post, I was praying and the lady came on. She said, Anastasia, why you don't have your head down? I said, because I can't see what's coming up. I said, I don't put my <laughs> head down and I don't close my hands. I said, because oh we're closed and get nothing. I have my hands in the air when I praise God and I look to the hills from which come in my hell. I'm not talking to the, I'm not talking to the ground. So I don't I don't put my head to the ground. The highest conscious we have is our mind people are looking for heaven up in the sky your mind look like a cloud why are you not looking for heaven in your mind you ain't got to die to have your golden roads you can live right here in this life of luxury like everybody else and have those very same things you just got to get out of the mindset of thinking that it's not possible for you because it is possible your father says so thank you thank you anastasia that is beautiful and on that note uh, we're, as we're coming to a close, oh my gosh, stay right there, uh, Anastasia. Let me do a quick close. Um, and thank you guys for listening in. Our next guest for the Luxury Lifestyle Blueprint is going to be December the 12th at 2 p.m. And we are bringing on the Queen of Hearts, Mrs. Cheryl Jones, uh, Javel Credit from Dallas, Texas, and Ines Bracy, Dr. Ines Bracy. Guys, we're going to talk about the love connection, the how you could show up when you've had losses in your life and be your true authentic self around Christmas. So stay tuned for that show on December the 12th at 2 p.m. And Anastasia, take it, take it away. What do you want to leave with the audience? And it's amazing that you asked me because the one thing I want to leave with the people that you can grow from and this seed, I want I, I pray to God that it's planted. I praise God that it's going to be planted and it's going to uh, grow to fruition in your spirit. The thing is, nothing happens to you. Everything happens for you. Whatever has happened in your life, God did not intend for it to break you. He intended for it to be a footstool to put up under your feet to propel you higher. Do not wait for nobody else's forgiveness. Forgive them yourself so that you can get what God has for you. Don't wait on them. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I'm loving this, this beautiful topic. And we'd like to just welcome you to join us next Tuesday. Anastasia, stay on. We're going to uh, close out and I want you to stay on for a couple of minutes. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Take it away. Thanks. Thanks for joining us today on the Luxury Lifestyle Blueprint Podcast with B. Baylor. We hope today's discussion has helped you to make positive changes that will set the blueprint for living your luxurious lifestyle. Until we talk again, have a beautiful week.